and welcome to the Ford Unto Dawn podcast, the show generally about the story and universe of the Halo franchise. Uh, I'm David, and I'm joined by my co-host, Danny. Hi, Lee And this is a random shoot in the breeze because there's a plague and there's not much else going on episode. Yeah, let's not talk about breezes right now in the outdoors. <laughs> I don't like talking about that. Breezes that remain a respectful six-foot distance from each other. That's fine. That's a healthy distance for a breeze, definitely. Yeah, and uh, uh, Podtacular actually asked the prompt of what makes Halo Halo, so we're going to talk about that and a couple other things. Oh, right. okay. I, I can do words. Danny, tell me, what makes Halo Halo to you? Uh, the joypad? <laughs> you aren't playing Halo on PC? Uh, I do play Halo on PC with a joypad. Okay. See, that's the thing. I I am one of those Philistines who actually vastly prefers first-person shooters with a gamepad. I've never really liked using a mouse and keyboard for it. I don't think you're a Philistine. Like I, I, I all the first-person shooters I play, uh, Halo, Destiny, etc., I do with a joypad exclusively. I I've just been matured that way with my gaming preferences over the year and the pc is obviously the better place for the hardware if you can afford it but why why would you want to lose out on the premium joypad experience when making that transition well did you grow up as a console gamer or a pc gamer uh console gamer i couldn't Uh, afford a pc for a long 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 time just i know the poverty lifestyle so console gaming all the way i got you beat because i had a mac growing up so I was playing oh, shareware not... versions of like random ripoffs of actual popular games and stuff. Wait, wait, wait! If you were a Mac growing up, and not, not only did you have a computer, you had a fancy fucking computer. Because one, that tells me you're a rich faster growing up, and two, you probably knew by Bungie way before I did. I did. Well, see, but it was not my my computer because my parents ran a graphic design studio out of our house. And so I got the third oldest computer. So it was eight years old by the time it got to me and my brother. So you couldn't run most stuff on it anyhow. Mm. So I remember playing the marathon demo because it came on some Mac demo disc. I never actually played any of their games thoroughly at the time. I was into Age of Empires and Blizzard games mostly. See, that, that sounds rather sophisticated compared to my own video game exposure growing up. The Sonic the Hedgehog and the Mega Drive, eventually oh, going the, the way of the N sixty four, yeah, and sticking with. Uh, I as soon as as soon as the Dreamcast happened, I was uh, I I didn't like Dreamcast at all. It wasn't it wasn't my thing. So when did you actually play Halo for the first time? It was uh, a friend of mine, uh, myself, hanging around being bored one day, and um, I got an old Xbox to. Uh, they mess around with modding because we wanted to watch some anime on TV. Back in the day, that was a big thing. You know, getting a convenient setup for that kind of stuff. So I got an, a modded Xbox just for that purpose. And I was like, well, I have an Xbox. Why don't we play this Halo crappy game everyone's banging on about? So I looped my friend in and uh, forced him to sit down and play it with me. So my first Halo experience was couch co-op of uh, CE on the Xbox. Taking our sweet, lovely time through it, and it just blew me away. I just was like, "What the hell is this?" 
I, 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 I remember Goldeneye. That was great. And then Time Splitters. And I was like, I missed, I missed the leap, you know, to the proper. This is how it's supposed to be. It felt perfect. You know what I mean? The multiplayer, the co-op, everything just clicked. And I was a story person first and foremost. I co-op story. Um, I spent five minutes taking a bite on, on the multiplayer, and didn't get it all bite. Holy crap! The co-op. That was the co-op is what got me in the in the little split screen on the TV, uh, with a good friend. Nothing better on a Saturday afternoon. That's kind of weird to think about now. Just how t- you were basically playing split screen if you had three other people and like a posted stops, posted stamp size screen. Like just standard deaf. It's amazing what we did when we were filthy animals. We didn't realize how good we'd have it. Years yeah, not later. only that is it standard deaf and that low resolution. It was normally on smaller TVs because everything was just smaller back then. You couldn't you couldn't, you couldn't even get a sixty inch like not plasma. You know, all those old boxy TVs. That would have been like a, a house, like an Xbox sized house furniture object at that point. Yeah. Now I played my played my demo disc silent cartographer uh, split screen on a friend's xbox because we didn't get an xbox until 2003 before that we got like in 2000 or something my brother got a playstation playstation one so we played Mm -hmm. that and then we got an xbox and got the uh the version of halo that had came with the, uh, I guess it was the Platinum Edition or whatever. It came with all the Halo 2 promos and the E3 demo and stuff on it yeah. to hype you up for it. It's actually sad that I don't remember. I remember, because I played, so I played through all the games co-op with my brother. I remember us playing through Halo 2 and having to set the table and coming back in the middle of the Gravemind cutscene and being confused as to what the hell this plant was doing. Mm. I sadly do not remember encountering the flood for the first time in CE, though. I you don't remember that at all. <laughs> well, so then I should should ask when you got in, since you like the story, when did you get involved with Zen to Justice and get into that whole thing? Oh, that was a long time after I, I started playing. Um, after we got the Xbox, I was a big fan of going to uh, game game stores and picking up games secondhand. Because uh, I picked up uh, an old PlayStation 2 and I was going back through the back library and at the same time I was going through the Xbox and went through uh, Halo 1 and 2 that way. Dodgy second-hand copies all scratched up, but it worked. So whenever it came to Halo 3, it was my, I was, uh, it was my first time getting the, the console. I got the console and I got the game on launch, uh, did the beta thing. I was all really hyped up for it. And I went on to the internet. Didn't have the internet growing up. I had the internet for the first time. Yo, kids, you might not realize, but the internet didn't always exist. I uh, joined a certain online community that uh, I fed into from the beta. And um, it was from that community that uh, I just met a bunch of random people that may have changed my life in a lot of ways, actually. But uh, that was how I got hooked into, uh, into the lore and the website stuff and uh ascending justice those guys were hanging about there at the time pretty awesome and then danny decided to make his own website and the rest oh. is history <laughs> it, it wasn't that i wanted to make a website i didn't care about a website at all i made 
plenty of crappy things over the years like everyone has, but it was just a void that because they were the only beacons at the time that, that were interested in discussing it and putting forward their own proposed ideas uh, as a good starting point for discussions. And uh, I felt that there was a void there. I just didn't want that, that light to go out in the community that early. I said, well, no one else is going to do it. Why not? And now there's like another Halo lore podcast every two weeks. <laughs> Seemingly. So really, it's because of you that those exist. If it hadn't been... Oh, yeah. Me, not not saying just as me. Me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Not the them. would have me. gone out. Me, 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 me. Without Ford and Jadon. So really, <laughs> lore Halo can thank us. Well, I, I, I told him... I told him about it, and uh, I think at the time, uh, one of the, uh, the Ascendant Justice guys had uh, gone to Microsoft to work uh, on Halo, surprisingly. And uh, I, I told him that uh, I was going to you know, continue on. I was throwing a, a website bloggy up and uh, hoping to continue on talking about the lore. And uh, I told one, of, I told him about the, the name of the website. Uh, I, I, In retrospect, I think they must have had a good chuckle to themselves whenever I told them we were... I was naming the, the website Ford on the Dawn, and they were working on Halo 4. It hadn't you know, publicly announced or discussed it in any way, but knowing what we know now in retrospect, that must have been a, a good hearty laugh for them. You know, they could have given us like a little push, like, hey, maybe for uh, SEO reasons, don't call it that. They, they could have. That might have helped. They could have been friends. They could have been mates. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They they doomed us. They doomed us to SEO hell. <laughs> so it's fair to say, Danny, that what makes Halo Halo to you is the story. Oh, entirely so. Um, the co-op in the gameplay was was the the connective tissue, and the the fun ass story. I got you're sitting playing a game with your friend. You don't care about a deep intricate story. You just want good fun, easily digestible experience. Uh, a good Hollywood blockbuster, as it were, and I think the first Halo game was the Hollywood blockbuster in video game form. It was just it worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean for me, actually, I think I did like a comic or something for like Pontacular did a community contest years back about it. But our Xbox broke in like I want to say 2005, mm. and I didn't get a console, an Xbox 360, until christmas 2011 so that entire period i basically just wrote about halo for wikipedia the the halo.bungie.org cutscene library was where i experienced the story in the, the ah. time before good quality youtube to be fair that was a resource for a lot of people back then one of the only resources around you know so yeah and uh so that's that's how i i kept with kept with halo it was the story because you could still that was the way you could connect with people and even without playing it because i have probably put like collective total of six hours into halo 3 before i had my xbox again yeah i didn't it was not a did not go to a place with like the dorm room halo feel for college and that was not not really and i was too it was too uh early for that in in high school apparently everyone had these halo dorm parties that i missed out on everyone i know missed out on but apparently they were very popular yeah they were that's what my brother did but i was i was just missed that that's surprisingly not what art school was filled with not filled with halo Halo land parties yeah Yeah, that's shockingly mm -hmm. 
we did a couple we did a couple halo parties uh when i was in high school with my brother's friends so that was fun the closest i've ever got to like real life halo jamming with people was and this is uh not embarrassing at all but we used to run this little uh anime club and we did like little gaming stuff and we booked out little local cinema did screenings and uh, the big hall and we had little vendors come in and one of the excuses i did was running this little club and we did like a, a convention was getting the gaming up to par so i abused my position to ensure that there was always a halo tournament and halo being played i played halo on the big screen that was a hell of an experience just because i could you know, so I, I took advantage of that opportunity to uh, have a couple of interesting encounters, uh, late night uh, gaming sessions with people in strange locations. So I guess in a roundabout way, that's what makes Halo, Halo to you. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad we cleared this up. No, but honestly, the, the difference with Halo, um, going back to the Master Chief collection was a really interesting way of highlighting what makes Halo Halo. Because in a sea of games that the industry has, has surfaced right now, you can you get a very, very clear picture of a lot of the industry trends because many, many of the games populate themselves with the flavor of the release, as it were. Uh, if it's not modes, it's features, it's this, it's that. But when you go back to Halo, it just it feels if it feels like Halo just wants to do its own thing still. There's something very obtuse about the way Halo sticks to its guns. Uh, it doesn't have the extra padding and flaps. Well, uh, I think core mechanics. I think they've all just aged so much better than the competition. Like I do not play any other games from any other shooters from 2001. Like they all. I've never gotten to Half-Life. Half-Life 1 has aged terribly, and Half-Life 2, in my opinion, has also aged terribly. Um, For me, Half-Life 2 aged terribly upon release. You mean you didn't want to just play a bunch of physics puzzles that were frustrating as hell with first-person platforming? I really like the physics puzzles in, in, in the Portal. That was a better way of doing it. <laughs> yeah. I think I think you're right. That there's There's just that Hey, I'm one of those idiots that purchased the orange box for her, the Xbox 360, okay? Hey, I still have that. I'm actually currently trying to finish the stupid portal, the last three portal achievements to 100% it. That's interesting, actually. I think I used the game as a frisbee at one point. <laughs> the, the, the trade-in value became pennies at that point. You may as well use it as a frisbee or coaster. Okay. Anything else you want to add? I, I think there's enough there you can splice into some coherency. Okay. Then do you want to talk about just the random Halo stuff we haven't covered? Uh, sure. Pick a topic and we'll dive in. Alright. Well, first, since we were talking about it, there's all that Xbox Series X stuff that came out. So, a lack of Halo stuff you want to talk about. You want to talk about the absence? No, no we're, talking, we're talking first about the foundational platform, the substrate upon oh, which the, the, oh, Halo yes. will be, the Halo culture will be grown. The foundational abstract layer that's required to get us to where we want to be in our relationship with the game. I mean, it's a giant fridge box. <laughs> Pretty much. I, I do appreciate how they 
they uh, they maimed that themselves. They, they leaned into the memes. Well, they, they've that learned corporate ownership of memes that makes us relate to them more. I think I think Microsoft has learned from 2013 in many ways, and realizing that you just have to lean into it is one of them. Well, your biggest criticisms can be your biggest selling points if you're not afraid to embrace them. Sometimes, not all the time, obviously. If your biggest selling point will murder you, kind of a hard sell. It's going to be super powerful and cool, and I will not get one at launch. And it'll be interesting to see how well Halo Infinite plays on my original Xbox One when it comes out, because I'm Oof. I'm not Ooh. buying a new console until I save up enough Microsoft awards to see. I'm a generation. Up. I'm a generation behind the top end PC stuff at the moment, so I'm not top end PC. But even I'm confident I can kick Halo in its ass. But you should be terrified. You should be terrified on that per-reba. Uh, we'll see. It's fine. I have... This was the... Uh, the. I got it because this was when they they dropped. Didn't come with Connect, So it was it was 450 instead of 500 when they dropped it. And it was the Cirrus White. And I really wanted a white Xbox. And it's really good looking. I did the same thing, but with the PS4. I got a white PS4 for the same reasons, pretty much. Yeah. It's cheaper price time, all that stuff. I'll be happy when I get an Xbox Series X. So that's that's where, as an Apple person, it's tripping me up every time because I see the Series X and I want to pronounce it like the Roman numeral 10 because I spent a decade talking about Mac OS 10 and correcting everyone who said it was Mac OS X. So this is tough for me. See, if I if I no one you were on such a crusade, I would have endeavored to uh, not uh, help you with it. I mean, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, according to my spreadsheet, I'll be able to afford it with my my Microsoft rewards points in later in twenty twenty one. So, <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's it, apparently with the 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 new cycles happening right now, it turns out uh, they're still pressing ahead with the reveal around the, the summertime around July. So we're going to get our eyeballs on the hardware. And I imagine maybe one or two software projects that they have in mind. Yeah, I mean, so they, they've showed it off by, oh, here's a version of Gears running at, like, PC settings, and it's 60 frames. But that's not really much. Um, no. No, I, I would expect more muscle from the hardware. So seeing current-gen games cut no better that, that uh, yeah i would expect that it's really nice to see ticks the box of expected features yeah and i mean it's mostly better than the the ps5 uh it's kind of bizarre that both of them are jumping from 5400 rpm hard drives to super fast custom <laughs> nvme pcie ssds this generation uh but it's why not that's that's our standard on pc these days like you know what i mean so why not <laughs> and why not share it with console peasants yeah well i mean yeah i guess that's where the the pc people should be happy because at least compared to this last generation it doesn't look like consoles will be holding them back as much I'm I'm still annoyed as a pc person that we haven't t- t- taken the one thing the one gift to the world that the consoles have given us recently, and we haven't taken it from you. That's a damn Blu-ray drive. Like no one gives a shit about Blu-ray support on PC. No one. 
no one. No games ship on Blu-ray ever or well. It's just no. Oh, you don't so, your games now. You don't buy discs. Yeah, but it's annoying. It's I hate having them down. I, I just want some. I want both. Hmm. I, Master I Race, bought, everything. Both. I have bought no. Uh, two. No, three. I have no. I bought two games on disc. I have Destiny Two because I was given it. No. Oh. But that's I bought Quantum Break. No, three. Okay, I bought Quantum Break. Return that. It was a good game. Uh, Bioshock the Collection and Spyro on disc, and that's it. Everything else has been digital. I I have a ton of discs. I I love my discs because sometimes I occasionally do watch a Blu-ray movie. I've I've used it for that purpose, but otherwise I don't care about the Blu-ray drive. But everyone's been doing their gnashing of teeth about the loss of the optical port on the audio port on the, the Xbox Series X. So. I've never used one of those ports my entire life. Please tell me about this port and why, why I should care. I, I use it. I technically, no, I shouldn't say I use it. I have my Astros plugged into it, but they were flaky pieces of garbage, so I haven't used it in probably two years. So I'm fine with it going away too. I don't have, I live in an apartment. I don't have an awesome surround sound system I can connect to it anyhow. No, they are. So, I don't, know. I don't give a shit. It's like, I play my so games what? using the poorly shielded audio jack in my controller, which means I pick up the reggae station on the radio <laughs> nearby. And that's how I play games. Wow. I, I have a decent headset uh, for a PC, so I can't really complain. And I use the TV speakers for everything else. Cause Is that a decent headset, the one with the really crappy mic you normally use for podcasts? Mm-hmm. Terrible mic. Decent headset. <laughs> I use it primarily for 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 work based conversations, which don't require quality of of calm. You know, so it's not really a problem. Mm-hmm. As long as the ear set works, you know, it's it's got like five point seven point something in my ears. <laughs> it's got numbers, so it's good. Okay. All right. So yes, that's that's what we well. I won't be, but some people will be playing Halo Infinite on. Uh, and yeah, for the game itself, we still know nothing. Yeah, no, we know it has pre-orderable. Yeah. Then they do some DLC thing where you get the like buy five muffins and get like a, a gun or something. Since E3, the only official stuff we've gotten has been like Master Chief toys. looking over. Oh yeah, toys. that's right. We got toy leaks. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Toys. Which are, I mean, they don't really tell you too much just because they're like a mixture of Halo Reach stuff. And so they aren't really leaking things. They like have placeholders for the villain of the game and stuff. So uh, I'm just saying, if you're going to leak something in front of like a million journalists and photographers, is probably the worst place to leak something. Yeah. Out of like an event where people are gathered for the express purpose of showing things like that. Uh, and then uh, we have like a shot of Master Chief looking over a landscape in the the Xbox Series X. So we know that there's landscapes. Okay. Yeah, we know that there's. I'm a spoiler, fire. but I'll take it. There's trees, possibly trees, actually. Mm-hmm. There's possibly definitely trees. cliffs and mountains and stuff. Cliffs um, means rocks, means earth, earth. Not 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 earth, earth, but soil. So really, I don't know more. Um, and I guess the question is, when we'll actually hear about it. Because July. three is up in the air, so 
not July. They they announced their digital replacement oh, yeah. joke oh, service yeah, yeah, that's yeah, happening yeah, at yeah. Uh, because E3 is not doing anything. Microsoft are doing it by themselves, so they're hosting their own digital event in July. Which is fine. Like they were going to do that anyhow. Like E3 was slowly becoming more irrelevant anyhow. So no, no, they pledged already as well to come back next year. Quote: If their partners do. Yeah. Well, we'll see about that. I think this might have just been the thing that Mercy killed E3 before. Considering what they were turning it into, into a streamer event and getting more of the public in, and I don't know what they were turning it into, but it wasn't the industry premier event of the past, that's for sure. So, yeah. But we'll see. It's sad. Ever since Nintendo left, they, they stopped doing the stage presentations and just did their own thing. It was like, E3 has felt significantly less relevant each year. Pretty much. Well, so hopefully that will be a giant blowout since we have gotten like historically next to nothing compared to previous years, uh, previous games. And then in 2021, we might actually get the Halo television series, which seems kind of bizarre and amazing if that actually happens. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been delighted and surprised by the quality of television over the past few years, so I'm more than willing to blindly leap into the show without judgment. Hey guys, have you heard of TV? There's some really good stuff on Without there. judgment. Um, no, but I think I can't. You, you don't want to shoestring it. You don't want to do it injustice. You want to give it time to tell a story. Because video game stories take time. They're told over time. Uh, Sometimes they're padded out, but the, the point is, it's not a condensed story. A film, either way you get slices, it's going to give you a condensed story. So even with the original Halo, if you want to make that into a film, you'd be doing a lot of choppy choppy. So uh, having a TV show and having the budget to, to give a shit about the sort of length, they, it gives me more confidence that they can, they can take their time and tell a proper story. Yeah. I all. should point out that because they're, they actually started production, which after six years of production hell, actually started production and now it's canceled because of everything going on in the world. So it's still When possible. you say canceled, oh. that sounds right, that's right, not sorry, the word you want to hear. Postponed, shut down, blah 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 blah. Um Hiatus is a good one. Okay. Yeah. Um actually posted they had uh the the Olive Gray who plays Miranda Keys uh gave a short little interview. Oh god, no! Why'd you have to bring that up? That is depressing. Damn it! Damn it, community. Yeah, well, it's just we talked a little bit about the the Showtime series uh, on our end of year 2019 episode, and there I was saying that I really just feel like they should have gone MCU on this production and said, "Hey, we're gonna like remix it and do stuff with it," and. Don't worry about it because it's not the same canon as the games. Don't worry about it. That should be obvious to anybody. Anyone who thinks this is just going to fit in perfectly like every other Halo story into the perfectly maintained narrative across the entire franchise. And oh yeah, this will just be a, a another entry into the existing... Yeah, bollocks off. Yeah. People should have that expectation already, but... Well, unfortunately, I feel like 343 did badly on messaging this. Um, well, in Showtime, too, about it. And so 
the everyone was all upset because in this interview, uh, the actress described uh, Miranda Keys as a wildly intelligent scientist in charge of an entire section of research at the UNSC, which describes Catherine Halsey, not Miranda Keys. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's one of those things. I just not bothered by it at this point i just I, I'm, I'm struggling to give it to be honest yeah, it's like, like, it's a while. i just want it to be good when it comes out and uh-huh. if it's bad probably it the least of it will be the fact that it doesn't fit in with the game canon so if anyone brings that up as a criticism like it's, it's, it's lazy that's an easy go-to thing oh it's different it's not the same as i remember oh it's she she also mentioned that uh the reactions to her as a a person of melanin uh, being cast as Miranda Keys caused her to uh, step away from Twitter for the sake of her well being and joy, <laughs> which is a depressingly common occurrence now. Um, Thanks for being extraordinarily polite about the situation. If that's why she's describing it, if I'm being honest, I. It's, it's unfortunate. Like the the community. Um, sometimes it's it's nice to talk about the community as a big blob. Hell, we've written about the community as a blob, uh, but it's not a blob. It's not always a hive mind of we're all just Halo fans and we're sharing our love of the franchise together. No, it's it's a lot of random people who just happen to like the same thing. And sometimes you get disgusting human beings who attach themselves to something like this. Mm-hmm. And they, with their disgusting viewpoints, still have the same attachments that me and you have to the game for probably the same kind of reasons. But those other viewpoints that uh, can go after themselves. Yeah. So we'll see. I remain cautiously optimistic, but who knows? We got till twenty twenty one, if not later. So put it this way: I am significantly more optimistic for the Halo TV show than I am for the. Or the the state of people like that. So that's coming out in 2021. Halo Infinite, theoretically, also coming out in 2020. Uh, but we've got one thing that is new and in, in the uh, entirely opposite vein of angry people upset about things being changed. Uh, we have Troy Denning coming back. Uh, we were talking about at our end of year episode how there wasn't much going on in the schedule, uh, and it's still. Aside from Infinite, which is obviously going to be huge, it's still pretty light in terms of content. But we got a uh, a new book from Troy Denning that is coming out. Let me check. check in uh, September twenty two, uh, Halo Shadows of Reach drops, a Master Chief story subtitled. I don't know if this is sort of like part three of of Denning's Master Chief trilogy, or this is just. Uh, unrelated and they throw the master chief story title on it uh but it's going to uh take place between halo 5 and infinite um i think roughly a year because uh, it takes place in 2559 so roughly a year before at least a year uh before halo infinite um mm-hmm. but it's it's starring blue team they go back to reach you know things happen the the cover is the cover is a straight, pretty straightforward homage to uh, uh, the Fall of Reach cover, which is kind of cool. Um, 
Actually, the the cover got me happy for a different reason. Uh, I I picked up on the uh, the Paul Reed thing, but what I really liked this is so silly. Just seeing Troy Denning at the bottom, the New York Times bestselling author. To me, that little bit at the bottom looks exactly like a Star Wars book. So it was like, oh, nostalgia. So it's a silly little detail. It just made me go, mm, that's nice. I've never read. It's actually aside from because uh, I, I realized I still haven't. For I have not read any of the uh, Halo authors' stuff outside of Halo, aside from Peter David, who I was familiar with with his uh, Star Trek books, um, and then I recently read some of the Sam McCade books uh, that William Dietz did. Uh-huh. Other than that, I have not read. I've not read any of Troy Denning's Star Wars or whatever stuff. I've not read any of Eric Nyland's stuff. I've not read any of Karen Travis's. Like the first time I came across him was in the UJI Order series. He was UJI Order was this multi-author silly thing that he did, and he was one of the authors that did one of the books that carried the, the story forward, like standalone books. And I think he did the Dark Nest stuff afterwards, and some Legacy for, Legacy of the Force. He took over like one of the main one of the main authors handling the Star Wars fiction at that at that point after the UJI Order. So he, he was like a one book guy, and then he was kind of like the main guy. Everyone's got their niche. That's a great niche. He's yeah. giving me Star Wars and Halo. What am I complaining about? The interesting thing is we're going back to Rage, which has been... I'm trying to think of where it's come up, but it's definitely come up... Um, oh, actually, in, uh, I noticed this working on a, another uh, piece of content for, for, for uh, Don, but they they actually foreshadowed going back to Reach... Um, in the Spartan Field Manual, which was interesting. But there's, who knows, there could be foreigner artifacts, there could be Halsey's little disembodied clones still hanging around. Didn't they uh, heavily imply going back to Reach in the video game, Reach? Or at the end of it? Well, they, they reconstruct Reach, Reach yeah. Um, yeah. Halsey gives her epilogue. Um, we, we still don't know the context of the fucking epilogue even now. She's just a. It's really frustrating, by the way. It's really fucking frustrating to bring that up. Because we're going into Halo Future now. And we're going back to Reach. But it's not, it's not this moment. It's not the epilogue moment, is it? How, how, how far away is the epilogue from this book? Um, the events shown are on July 7th, 2589. Of course, Jesus. as we as we know with uh, the and epilogue of Halo 4, which confused a whole lot of people. The narration does not necessarily coincide with the visual events depicted, so it does not guarantee Halsey is alive in 2559, no. 2589, or when she is talking, necessarily. Uh, so, but yeah, you're right. That Reach has always sort of been hanging around in the background. So this is the first time, uh, this is a 30-year gap in between whatever happens in this book and that, that potential epilogue moment is or the reason why the reason why I was asking about the, the, the time between is, is, is trying to think, okay, 30 years, how long does it take to de-glass a planet? I, mean, I imagine it would take a good long time. 30 years, maybe? Maybe less? It has to be less. I imagine less they've started taking well, the very like book. I feel like you have to kind of, like, it'd be sort of like, all right, well, this reference might not make any sense to you, but Mount St. Helens exploding and then 
coming back. Is that the volcano from the film with James Bond on it? It's sort of inspired by that. Mount St. Helens is the real ah. volcano that blew up in ah. the US. So you didn't really have James Bond Pierce dancing Brosnan around it? was not okay. involved in it. Uh, but yeah, so I think it'll bounce back. Um, but I was saying that this is interesting in that aside from Halo Bad Blood, um, and I, I suppose it might be too premature to call it a, a bridge, but we haven't really gotten a bridge novel since Halo First Strike, which explained, hey, how we got from Chief literally in the last cutscene of Halo, Comet Evolved, and how he ends up back on Earth. Um, and hopefully, especially given the time frame, this will help bridge, uh, okay, Cortana's taking over the galaxy, uh, Chief is on saying Helios and wherever they're going to end up uh, in Halo 6. See, that's why I don't understand. At the end of Halo 5, with Cortana taking over the new faction, um, what I don't get is why and what the f*** ever has she been doing all this time? She's been sitting around the galaxy just going, okay, give him some time to recoup. They have enough time for a sequel yet? Nope given our few months. Like, seriously, what would she be doing? Not just instantly winning and controlling everything. Like, why is she letting these monkeys fly about in little, in little space bins annoying her? I, I, I don't get that. Why yeah, has she not exerted full control of everything instantly? Hopefully we will, we will see some of that. Um, it was nice that Bad Blood gave us some details of that, even though it basically only takes place uh, like in the immediate aftermath, really. Um, and there's mm-hmm. some there's some details on what she's doing on Ball Hollow with the, the grunts, but otherwise it's it's pretty minor. So hopefully this will go into it. She has the firepower. That's the thing. We know she has the firepower to threaten the whole galaxy a lot times over. It, what, I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah? yeah. Like, Why is that not something you would want to explain? Because that was like the cliffhanger ending of five was... Holy shit, she's taken over. She has the firepower. She can do what she wants. So what What did she do with it all? Did, did, she, use the, the, did she take over the galaxy? No. Did she go for a smoke break? I don't I don't see anything to explain it. Hey, you know? it's just, oh. She gets to live forever, so she's into long-term planning. I guess. Just waiting until the monkeys die is probably a good long-term plan. You know, the there's some hope here that might just be people reading into it. Um, one is that it appears, uh, I know Toa Freak from Halo Cannon was talking about this, but other people talked about it, is that the um, the visuals of Blue Team, they're not wearing, they're wearing basically more like their Halo 5 armor blended with the, the quote-unquote iconic um, bungee-style look for stuff. And they look like they're 3D models, so there's some hope that Blue Team, like they wouldn't make 3D models for a book cover, so that might be some indication that Blue Team will play some role in uh, Halo Infinite and won't just be forgotten, which would be good. Um, I don't think seeing them as models would mean they do have to have an in-game reason. Marketing models for something like Blue Team would probably be a thing some department would get money and time for. Uh, maybe. I mean, they're definitely I think it's safe to say that the the four man squad setup for Halo Five is not coming back. That seems a safe 
uh, assumption at this point. Actually, no, I'm I'm staring at the the book cover, and you see how blue team, you see Master Chief at the front, and he's like fully opaque, and then as you look at blue team, they get more and more transparent. Like it's just they just sort of fade out. That's kind of what what they're doing with the characters from Halo Five. They're taking all the ones that no one cared about and just you know everything in the background. And then Master Chief's just sitting there shooting his gun, and we're all happy. See, it's very subtle messaging. Very subtle. But I don't know. So it could suggest that uh, blue teams and the thing. There were also people excited because it said uh, Reach has been invaded by a powerful and ruthless alien faction. Like, oh, we're not going to have the Covenant. But there's Covenant ships on the cover. <laughs> so best case scenario is it's, it's not the Covenant because the Covenant Covenant is gone twice. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, three for three have a very mixed bag when it comes to making their own factions. The banished were thematically awesome. Uh and the, the scary robot men with skirts who went boo a lot with their scary faces were not. So next back. Um yeah, so there's some theories. Oh, it could be like the keepers of the one freedom, the banished, uh, and that's why they're being coy. Well if we don't see the prophets in Halo Infinite, I'm gonna riot. Those been fell for a long time now, and no, 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 I want to see them. They're skeevy bastards, they're great villains, and where the feck are, are literally every single one of their species? Where? Yeah, once again, I was I was reading through the uh, Halo Spartan anim- uh, manual, and they had they have they hang a lantern on it, uh, but who knows when those guys are going to come back? Yeah, yeah. We do. We got half jaws out looking for them. So they've taken a ton of whatever they could grab their little slimy paws on and f-ed off with it. So. They set up the story point a long time ago, and we're still waiting. It's not guilty, Spark. Wait, okay. I'm sorry. Don't do that. Do do that again, please. Um, but don't leave us hanging for too many more years. Well, they've been better at at wrapping up those dangling plot threads, so we can hope it won't take too much. Well, if they didn't dangle them in the first fucking place, we wouldn't be waiting. We could learn our lessons. We'll see. Like I said, comes out in September twenty-two. At this point, Troy Denning is the most prolific Halo author. He's actually been mm-hmm. for a while. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he does a good job. Um, he seems to certainly be... I would say he's just Nylundian enough uh, that he scratches the the cranky old cantankerous Halo fan itch. Um, but <laughs> he also does other stuff. So I think he's he's got broad appeal. Well, put it this way, I, I would be more attracted to Troy Downing than Eric Newland just because I like Troy Downing's work. You know, I know the guy's work. I'm familiar with it. Uh, at this point, he's such a guarantee of quality when it comes to his books across different franchises. Like, yeah. Why would you not look forward to it? Yeah. So I'm hopeful for it. And really, that's the only thing we got coming up before Halo Infinite. So we'll see. Yay, something. <laughs> Content. Um, but, you know, we've been putting out stuff in the meantime. Uh, if you haven't seen it, we put out a retrospective and interview with William C. Dietz about the flood on its uh, 17th anniversary. Uh, we'll put links in the show notes for that. God, Jesus, that makes me feel old. Oh, I hate life. Old. Damn it. Well, that we're going to come up uh, 2021 will be I mean it depends on how you count it uh, we're already there depending on if where you're 
where you're putting the the official start of the 343 era versus the Bungie era. But uh, come 2021, by hook or by crook, we will officially have spent as much time in the 343 era as the Bungie era. You know, I think we should have a spicy podcast like that. All right, we'll make a date, 2021. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so I've been stuck inside for a week. So ah, how are you climatizing? I'm fine. I'm I'm doing a lot of running in place. Uh, See, welcome to my life. Once you get first few decades in, you stop doing running. It's just you're just in. Oh, I have to. I'm trying to degrade gracefully. As best I can. I've been uh, I've been trying to get uh, ring fit on the Switch just to, to do some kind of movement voluntarily, and uh, that's, yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. I've been working on my backlog, getting through uh, old games I started and then never did anything. Let me tell you, pursuant to our our talk about games aging badly, mm. oh my God, Cameo has aged so so badly this was the the launch title for the xbox 360 done by rare um it's a it has some nice graphical effects that still look like they work it's got a lot of bloom it's got (laughs) particles it looks like a 2005 mapping that Mm -hmm. that really should exist in the late 90s and it's like bad music video caliber uh CG like uh, per rare, they stretch their legs. The first debut for a new console, they're growing up. They've been unshackled from Nintendo. Really, Damian? Yeah, it's 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 questionable. Um, but you know, I started it, so I'm gonna finish it because I'm a completionist and have no sense. Um, what have you been playing? You do it yourself. Um. Uh, other than Rocket League, occasionally for fun. Um, uh, Monster Hunter Iceborne. There we go. That's an expansion I played and beat recently. Relevancy. Huzzah. Well, that wraps up this this brief episode of the Fort Hunter podcast. Uh, show notes and links to this episode, uh, as well as articles and more, can be found on our website, fortnetodon.com. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. Uh, check out our videos on YouTube at youtube.com forward on to Don, or follow us on Twitter uh, by following the handle forward Don. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. I, I know. I know, but the, you just want me to rant on a very open-ended question like that? I mean, that's kind of what you do, Danny. <laughs> I just trim them down slightly in post, but it's just the Danny rant. <laughs>